facing off with the ESA next year. Activision Blizzard did an internal investigation and found that they did nothing wrong. And the Xbox CFO states that hardware shortages are likely to persist through 2022. That and so much more on this episode of the Crossplay Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor Allen, and I am your host alongside the seaman himself, Corey Braden. Corey, how are you? Not too bad. You know, coming back in, as you can see, uh, it might not show up so well on the camera, but I mean, I've been getting a hell of a tan. His hair's all wet, too. Literally fresh yeah, off the boat. Yeah, fresh off the boat. Came just right covered out. covered in salt me, water. Pulled me, pulled me right out of the ocean. Just yeah. threw me on, on deck. And that's where I'm at. So let's, let's do this thing. Uh, um, Corey, I feel like we haven't done an episode together in a while. Just because no, of, like, been a while. dates lining up. It, How have you been? Yeah, it's good. Good. Like, I, I mean, it's been crazy with work and stuff. Uh, yeah. We're just, like, finishing up one project, moving to another. So... I'm hoping my schedule can finally get a little bit more, uh, especially with everything going on that we're planning at here at Dual Screens. I mean, I want to get it more where we can start getting it where we get more stream days in, you know, mm-hmm. get it more where we're playing games together and stuff like that. And also, like, you know, just actually having chats instead of just, oh, hey, hey, look, we haven't talked in like three weeks. Let's let's get together and quickly record a podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah and i've been super inconsistent lately too we've had a lot going on um like with with family stuff with work stuff uh around my household as well uh two days a week are entirely taken up by um five-year-old t-ball which is um something um so that's been fun if you're a patreon subscriber at the three dollar level uh, you actually get that pre-show where I, I give you a little t-ball update. So if you're interested in uh, my son's journey to professional baseball career, uh, you can subscribe to <laughs> the Patreon. Is that, so you can just, is that just so you can like when you, is your dream just to sit there and watch him and just basically eat foot long hot dogs and be on the side just enjoy? Oh, I would love that. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. I would love that so much. I will let my kid pay my way. If he becomes a professional athlete, I'm totally fine with that. If if we want to go down that rabbit hole, just fine with me. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is the Crossplay Podcast, where we post each and every week with a litany of different hosts. This week, you've got myself, Taylor Allen, and the Grounded Gamer himself, Corey Braden. Uh, every week, we talk about the latest in video game news, gossip, releases, uh, hullabaloo, etc. Uh, if you like that, you can subscribe to us on your podcast listening service of choice, including Spotify. Uh, if your platform allows for reviews, if you would leave us one, it would help us out a whole lot and doesn't take you too much time whatsoever. If you want to support us even more, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dual screens TV. Um, and if you want to support us monetarily, patreon.com slash dual screens. Um, that's where you get all of the amazing perks like the pre-show, uh, access to our patron exclusive discord, uh, a monthly game hangout, um, and so much more. So you can definitely check that out. Um, like our Patreon producers, Colton, the apprentice Nestler and FNH Paul did. Now, Corey, tell me what games you've been playing. Uh, hello? 
Are you muted? Oh, sorry, I had myself I had myself muted. That's you know, amazing. Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, gotta love it the the the, the live stuff. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, uh, basically just before I left, all I had I had just got the PS Plus. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna go more in depth. Uh, probably next week. Or I guess I won't be on next week's show. Either next week if I make it in time for the next week's show, or the show after that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go a lot more in depth of like my favorite picks of that and what I've been playing and stuff. But really the big thing that since I've come back is, you know, all of us are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans. And uh, a game came out this week called Turtle Shredder's Revenge. And oh my god, is it amazing. I love beat-em-ups. I love the turtles. And this just basically, uh, you know, has everything I want in a beat-em-up. And the idea that they've got it where we can play six-player cooperative in and out drop mm -hmm. out there's a story mode if you want to play that way or there's an arcade mode if you want to, if that feels better uh you know every character can level up this game for be really um it's one of those games where i feel that beat em ups lately where they've tried to bring back those old classics like street to rage and stuff mm -hmm. like street rage 4 was great but it still didn't make you relive of like okay this did better than the old street to rage right yeah. whereas turtle shredder revenge really did go hey, we've learned what made Turtles in Time so good. Mm -hmm. We're going to take that and we're going to make it a game that's basically on par, if not better in some ways. Yeah. And I, this game does that. Yeah. I, I know Matt, Steve, Andy, they've all been playing it and loving it too. Um, Beat-em-ups have never really been my thing, so I, I have not checked it out. But it sounds like if you're into that kind of thing, uh, this is a very good one of those games. And it's on the summer sale for Steam. And it's on Xbox Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass. So, a lot oh. of different ways that you can access it for cheap or for free. Um, 100%. I have also been playing a couple of games that are featured in the Steam summer sale. Um, Peglin just had a huge update. Um, they added like seven or eight new orbs. They added a bunch of new encounters um, throughout the game. They made the game like markedly harder um which i'm into uh and so i've i've been playing a ton of that i've probably put another 15 or 20 hours into that game since that update came out um over the last like weekish um i know i gush about peglin all the time i'm not gonna stop it's a good game though it's, <laughs> it's such a good game fucking I, awesome I, man i played it and i mean i'm i'm there with you like if i didn't play my console more than i play my pc i would be right into that like whenever i get on my computer and i'm sitting there and i see the demo because i i just have the mm -hmm. demo even and even then i'm just like oh it's right there i'm like i could just yeah know, take 15 minutes do a quick run right like it's yeah it just makes it so much fun to be able to do that so yeah it's 100%. such a good like one more run game um and it, it doesn't help that when you finish a run, it, like, immediately kicks you into a new one where you pick your relic again. <laughs> so, like, yeah. the temptation yeah. is always right there. Uh, but the new orbs that they added are really cool. Um, they added orbs that interact with um, popped orbs. They added some orbs that um, pass through orbs. They added uh, more orbs that have, like, piercing, um, which I, I think is really cool. Um yeah but it's it's 
it's just so good, man. We did an interview with the dev last week before this update came out, and he kind of dropped a couple of teasers. Um, that interview has not gone live yet, so keep an eye out on the YouTube channel. It was a really, really good interview, um, and I'd, I'd love to have him back um, once the game goes full release. He's also um, like kind of tinkering with another game um, called Saturday Morning Rogue um, that's just available to wishlist on Steam right now. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Um that has like custom weapons that you can build and it's another like run base rogue like um with more like enter the gungeon feel um but it's all like themed around saturday morning cartoons and stuff and it, it seems really really cool um the other game that i've been playing though and i know matt just absolutely gushed about this game last night on indies nuts is 20 minutes till dawn um the like survival arena shooter genre has like really blown up um lately especially on twitch like you're seeing a lot of the the top streamers right now um playing like vampire survivor and stuff because uh it's kind of like a slow release window a lot of those live service games are kind of stagnant right now before their um next uh like big updates and stuff um, so a lot of people are playing these games because they're another one of those, like one more run, super addicting ones. And I feel yeah. like 20 minutes till dawn is the like perfect version of that. It's so good. A bunch of different characters, a bunch of different weapons. Um, and you feel like it's more of like an active participation instead of just kiting enemies around and waiting for your spells to go off. You're actually shooting weapons, um, you're, you know, setting off your abilities, stuff like that. And it just feels so damn good to play, man. It's a ton of fun. I am, I think, two or three levels from the, the like, max level on it now. Um, and I was, like, probably 20 hours in before I even discovered the, like, relics and upgrade system that they have. Wow. Uh, so that made me feel like a total idiot. But the game is just absolutely awesome um i've been playing I mean, a for ton only of that. three dollars you can't yeah. complain right? yeah exactly like it, it's so funny like that genre set the floor so low for what you could charge because um vampire survivor i think is like two or three bucks also um and it yeah. came out and did so well and was like updating the game so quickly and stuff that hmm. if you wanted to compete with it you had to be in that price range um it's uh, hopefully you know it, it's not too resource intensive to develop i can't imagine that it is um i mean hopefully but... with us talking about it they get you know that that few more downloads like, yeah that, exactly that's the big thing hopefully they can bring light to it right yeah but so. um 20 minutes till dawn awesome absolutely worth your time um especially right now during this kind of like lull of triple a stuff there's not a lot of like big games coming out um checking out games like this and the stuff on steam next fest like they covered on indies nuts is um nice it's a, a breath of fresh air Alrighty, let's jump into the release roundup we had a decent slew of releases this last week um running down the list here on the 22nd we had last days of lazarus on pc uh, Deliver Us to the Moon got their the uh, next-gen upgrade on the 23rd. Naraka Blade Which Point. Which is also part of the PS Plus collection for those people. Who yeah. 
Um, Naraka Blade Point, which is on Game Pass, released on the Xbox Series consoles uh, on the 23rd. Um, Sonic Origins came out pretty much everywhere uh, on the 23rd. AI, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. What the fuck is that name? Oh my god. I, I've never heard of this game. Let me look up this game. What the hell is this? Uh, that came out on Xbox consoles, uh, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. No PS5 release. I've been noticing that a lot lately. Um, where well, because yeah. of the, the way that Xbox does smart delivery, um, they are getting lumped in with Xbox releases, but not with, um, PS5 releases. Well, I think that's because it's just like the same thing as with anyone with a computer, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it it does seem that like, it's weird, right? Where there's a huge difference between usually a lot of like when a series X an S game like they come out right that smart mm-hmm. delivery really does like that frame rates improved a lot of that where yeah i do notice that when you get the, it's interesting to see because then when those games do get a ps5 release that's where we start to see that series x version also get ray tracing and stuff added too which is really neat and i mean i hope more companies are willing to do that little bit because like certain games like when we look at uh you know resident evil 7 came out with the ps5 version Mm-hmm. um you know that seemed it like the idea that it's a 26 gig 4k pack to add into that just to make it so you can have 4k textures and ray tracing it seems like a ridiculous amount of space just to add that but i mean obviously if that's how much extra effort's going into a game that that's definitely something where i hope more game developers do put that effort out out there for those as well yeah uh i looked up this game this is an anime ass game if i've ever seen one uh spike chunsoft it is i was gonna say the the name speaks anime to me because you can't understand what it's saying there's a there's a character on here that looks like joker from persona uh he's got like the the spiky anime boy hair um it's interesting um so that's coming out this week uh capcom capcom fighting collection that uh, came out on the 24th ps4 xbox one switch and pc uh and then you fire have, emblem uh, oh god so funny story with that sorry to interrupt on that but nintendo released their trailer for it this morning mm-hmm. and when they released it uh they released the wrong trailer with the video so if you click into it it, I don't know if they fixed it by now, but if you click into the trailer for it, it shows you the tra- the trailer for Fall Guys going free to play. So it shows an entire Fall Guys trailer. Yet the video's name, just Capcom Fighting Collection release on Switch official trailer. Man, that U.S. intern <laughs> like, is in so much I'm like, trouble. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, it did I? And then IGN popped up with the same video around the same time, and I'm like, really? I wonder. And I'm like. Uh, and That's I'm like, funny. no, they did. They, they were smart though. IGN, yeah. IGN caught it. So, but it was yeah. hilarious. I was like, oh god. I'm like, that would be so funny. Uh, and then the final release this week, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes came out on the Switch today, June 24th. Yep. Corey, before we jump yep. into the dual screens report, I'm gonna ask a favor. I want hey, you to that? scoot your mic right up into your face. You're a little quiet. Little on, Quiet. little on the south side, go. yeah. Oh, oh, too much in my face. Yeah, too much, too much. But you know, get it, get it right up in there. Yeah, get it. There we go. Usually, Steve yells Perfect. at me because he says I'm too, I'm too, I'm too loud. Yeah, I I can hear you fine in my ears, but the levels look look a little low. 
on our end. All right, Corey. Dual screens report. Number one. Let's get her done. Keeley versus the ESA coming in 2023. If you were a betting man, where are you putting your money on this? I mean, I haven't really looked too much into this, to be honest with you. I mean, like I said, I haven't had enough time to even. Yeah. So for for context, uh, Keely came out and said, hey, Summer Games Fest was so successful. We know you guys want an in-person event. So next year, 2023, we're going to be having an in-person Summer Games Fest event along with a showcase, uh, which... ESA quickly responded to and said, oh, hey, by the way, E3 is not gone. We're coming back next year with an in-person E3 and showcase event um, and flexed there were the biggest in the industry bullshit kind here, of a thing. Yeah, well, here's <laughs> the thing. The, the big thing that comes out of this, and I don't know if my argument is, is it's wherever the big publishers decide to go. Because at this rate right now, when you look at Summer Games Fest and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I know the time period is Summer Games Fest, but PlayStation is still releasing their own state of play outside of it. Yeah. Xbox is still doing their own conference outside of it, and so is Nintendo. So, I mean, Xbox if, and Nintendo, at least, uh, until yeah. they didn't do it the last couple of years, have still been pretty closely tied to the ESA, right? Yeah, Those were well, kind of like the I last mean. remaining... And that's- that's the big thing it's really coming down to where those guys side if those guys go to continue with the e3 i mean who knows after all this stuff we might see it where summer games fest becomes okay here's the show floor with the demos with the the indies here's like all this extra stuff that xbox and playstation are talking about Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be there you might see like the third party stuff i i don't it all depends on where they go. Like it would be really neat to see a, a conference. And if Jeff Keighley can get, I think he has more pull with PlayStation and Xbox oh, and stuff 100%. Like that than, e, than E3 does to go, Hey, look, PlayStation, I know you don't want to set up booths, but Hey, let's get a demo of the new God of war to be at the show floor. Yeah. I, right? I think that um, over the last, like since 2020, especially the ESA has burned a lot of bridges and like put a lot of major publishers kind of off. Um, And I I think Keeley sees that opportunity. Um, Mm. So I, I think this could be the killing blow for the ESA and, and their um, like summer presentations. Uh, If summer games fest has some heavy hitters and you don't see nearly as much participation. Yeah. And the big thing I love about the way that Summer Games Fest is held over the E3 is E3 was always that thing where if you weren't an indie that was willing to throw money at the big three, you weren't really getting anything to be shown. Like mm-hmm. you weren't getting that publicity. Whereas with Keeley, it seems like like when we watched a lot of the stuff that were they were showing, so many big indies. Yeah. So many indies that we follow, so many guests we've had on the show, so many guests we're going to sh- have on the show or have had and we haven't shown yet. We're in these, uh, you know, in, in the videos, they had stuff released. There was demos coming out. There was live stuff like that. And it, and, and AAA you know, stuff too. Like there, there was triple, appeal. I mean, it's a both of both, yeah. right? And that's the thing is that 
I think Keeley's method of doing this appeals to everyone. It's 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 opening up for anyone that wants to be a part of it. It gives the option. Whereas E three, the big issue that they've always talked about is, hey, you want to be on the stage for twenty minutes? Okay, here's a couple million dollars. Yeah. Right. Whereas you know, Keeley's really found the way the glory of getting it to where you know he makes sure that there's stuff coming he makes sure the big announcements are there and you know i really he, he he's passionate about it right so yeah uh keely all the way yeah i i'm in the same boat speaking of video game companies leaving a bad taste in people's mouths activision blizzard has concluded their investigation on Activision Blizzard and has found that Activision Blizzard didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so in an SEC filing, uh, Activision Blizzard reported that they have completed their internal investigation, um, which was conducted entirely by um, internal themselves. resources uh, and have found that they didn't do anything wrong. Amid continuing stories of just the nightmare of a workplace that Activision Blizzard was for the last five to eight years minimum, um, the the numerous sexual misconduct claims, um, the sketchy guys in IT who were setting up cameras in the women's bathrooms, but they found through their own internal vest- investigation they did nothing wrong. Um, this. This is like the mafia trying to find out if there's a snitch inside the mafia. Like, you know yeah. what? They might go, oh, yeah, no, there's no snitch here. Yeah. Don't uh, worry about that great dug, dug into Spidus. There's no one in it. Yeah. I I liken this to the uh, meme of Obama putting the Presidential Medal of Honor on Obama. Um, yeah. They, they very kindly said, you did a good job. You did nothing wrong, buddy. Yeah. Um, frankly, like... This shit's going to continue to blow up and boil over and we'll continue to get small snippets over the next probably couple of years. Um, I do think once the Microsoft acquisition goes through, um, there will be some cleaning of house. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say once that happens, that's when you're going to see the it won't be like a little slap on the hand. That's where you're going to see like some big movement. And yeah. you know, that's the one positive side with Microsoft. I mean, there's a lot of positive Microsoft taking over Activision Blizzard, but I think that's one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. is, you know, for being as big as Microsoft is, I mean, they haven't really had a lot of that kind of news ever come up on their side. Yeah. And they've been in business for however long. So obviously in the sense of running a company, they're doing it right enough mm-hmm. to know what to do and how to fix it so yeah phil spencer does not put up with shit and at least in the gaming division um since he took over um it everything seems to be above board he gives his developers um plenty of time there's not a lot of stories of crunch coming out of uh those studios since he's kind of like taken the reins um yeah so hopefully that continues i I think we will see a a cleaning of house once that finally goes through all the paperwork's ironed out and everything um speaking of xbox though the xbox cfo tim stewart uh in a financial um quarterly recap stated that supply chain issues are going to continue affecting the console and hardware um market 
through 2022. Uh, this comes just a week after Sony increased their projections for uh, PS5 production through the balance of year, uh, which you never see unless they are 100% confident that they'll actually be able to hit those. Yeah. So where does the truth lie? Are we going to see more hardware this fall or are we going to continue to fall well, short? This is one of those things where, and, and maybe it's just me looking into this from a person, every single time we hear an announcement come from either Microsoft or PlayStation, the other side always has to pick the opposite. So when we had PlayStation before where they said, look it, we're gonna stop we're gonna stop we're gonna lower productions on PS5 so we can bring out more PS4s and PS4 Pros so that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people can have PlayStations in their hands. Then we saw Xbox do the exact opposite and said, Okay, we're gonna stop making ones so we can make Series S's and Series X's um and there's a, been a whole bunch of things where it's been like oh well we're gonna amp our production up and then one says well we want to make sure the players just have stuff and it's 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 one of those things where i have heard rumors that the big with the big shortages going on a lot of companies are looking into alternatives for the mm -hmm. silicon that's causing this shortage and they may move to plastic um obviously there's gonna be a lot of issues with that and they have to deem out a lot of the kinks with that mm -hmm. um but at the exact same time we've also had leaks that there's these new consoles that are pros coming out so it's one of those things where um maybe playstations is looking at it from a perspective of going well we're gonna have a pro in a year and we're gonna announce it like it's gonna be next year we're gonna have a pro so we're gonna assume that the market for the ps5 regular is gonna like dry up because a bunch of people are gonna buy pros and sell their ps5s or i don't know who knows what it is but i mean as it is we've seen with even graphic cards the shortage is starting to slow down quite a bit mm -hmm. um the parts are not as high in demand especially because it was a lot of crypto was the big thing that stopped that that was causing a lot of that and now with that all crashing out uh, a lot of that market is kind of slowly dimmed down so i mean do we continue to see it hard to get the systems 100 we're gonna it, it's just like getting a wii within the first five years i mean the wii was like one of those things that seemed really easy easy mm -hmm. to make easy everything but to find a wii within the first three years was pretty you were still having to sit there and it wasn't hard to find one it was just they were available it was just okay am i gonna be able to get it before the next guy beside me gets it right because everybody yeah. wants them so we'll see what happens i think it's going to be one of those things where it's not going to be that crazy we're not going to be playing that stupid uh like you know up secondhand market Yes. Oh yeah. I, for I think it, I think that's that's far behind us at this point. Yeah, and um, that's where I think it's just going to be buying the consoles at regular price. It might just be okay. Now I have to just wait a month maybe to get mine. Yeah. The right? the fact so. that um both of these companies came out during their earnings reports um mm -hmm. and stated that uh one that they are increasing outlook and one that they believe that shortages are going to persist through 2022 i think that tells me that sony has found another source for their silicon they were able to like find another vendor or something um yeah. which can be a good thing i think it's worth keeping an eye on like this batch of consoles that comes through this holiday um for their lifetime and see if there are any hardware issues with that or if it was like yeah. a, a reliable source but it sounds like they've been able to tap into something 
that either Xbox hasn't found or has chosen not to pursue. Something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. Into the topic of the show. Um, this comes directly from, from Software's Twitter account. They have stated that they are almost wrapped on their next project. They've also clarified recently that Elden Ring is going to be getting a lot of post-release updates and DLC. Um, and that they have multiple unannounced projects currently in the works. How does From Software follow up Elden Ring? And what do they need to do to continue that momentum, Corey? I mean, from the past, we've seen these guys make demon souls then make dark souls one two and three and you know if they continue the format that they found with elden ring and what made it successful we know some from software is going to be able to just basically mimic the same format and just make a new experience that we find exciting and you know just as exciting as before yeah and i, I... think that's the big thing they 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 know how to make a game like like they, they sure. you can't after making what six six games now in a row and have they ever had a game that's come out and people are like yeah no it's not that good like they've made game after game after game after game and when you have like i think the worst version of the game is what dark souls 3 or bloodborne no dark souls 2 by far okay well (laughs) but either way when you have that as your low point that's still a good game compared to when you look at any other franchise or any other company releasing these types, any type of game. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, they're, they're good at what they do. And will Elden Ring 2 have, or the same, like whatever next game have the same, like, will it be that first experience that Elden Ring had that made it so successful? Maybe not, but um, is it going to, uh, you know, be good. I think so. hundred percent. I guys can do it. I don't think this next game is going to be kind of the same thing in that format. I think they either go a like Sekiro sequel or Sekiro universe, um, game for this next one. That's almost done. Or mm-hmm. there have been rumors for a long time. Bloodborne two. No, Blood, I mean, Bloodborne's a Sony IP. I, I don't know yeah. how likely that is ever going to happen. Armored Core. Oh, there have yes, been cause... There have been rumors about a new Armored Core for a really long time. Um, and I think coming off of the heels of Elden Ring, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Elden Ring had such a mass adoption that when they hear, oh, the guys that made Elden Ring just put out their new game and it's this, like, mech combat game like i think i think it might throw some people off um and, well, and understandably paired so. up of armor core right like that's the big thing there yeah there's there's been things like that there's been leaks yeah there's been rumors for a long time that armored core is the next game and i think miyazaki himself even came out and said like uh yeah down the line we're working on an armored core which he said that before sekiro even came out so given yeah. the like order of operations i think it it makes sense um i'm excited that i love Armored i, I would love series. to see what they can do at this point like i have given full trust in from soft and i will play whatever they put out um well, yeah but i i think the mass appeal of elden ring um 
might hurt the sales of this game. I think yeah. not not saying that the game's going to be bad, not saying that um it's not going to be an awesome version of Armored Core. I think it's just going to be like kind of jarring for people who are coming into from soft games for the first time. Um so well, hopefully yeah, because... they have it like timed up where there's an Elden Ring DLC release um in close proximity yeah. to it to like kind of smooth that out. Um, well, and that's the big thing. Elden Ring was that game where people that had never played a FromSoft game mm-hmm. ever before bought Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, and that's the big reason why Elden Ring, I think, had such a big catch. Whereas with Armor Core, you're not gonna, it's not gonna have the appeal like Elden Ring did, where it's gonna be like everyone's gonna be like, yeah, Armor Core, let's go, and it's gonna be like the people that love Armor Core love Armor Core, and then maybe you might get some people from that Elden Ring pocket yeah. to move over to it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't, and I think it would be smart for them anyway to do that, to release a game in between, have something like Armor Core, and then that gives them room that when they do come out with the DLC for Elden Ring or the next Elden Ring, you know, it's that, oh man, we haven't seen this for a while from them. Let, let's get back into it. Like, let's be excited again, right? Yeah. So. Um. Either way, I think if they take the same approach to this armored core that they did to Elden Ring, I think we're in for a treat for sure. And the, the fact that they are just pumping out games, they have now put out, let's see, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, one, two, and three Bloodborne, Sekiro, um, Dark Souls two, twice, all of the DLC and Elden ring in the span of like 10 years. Like it's insane. It's It's insane. How good they can just, it's insane that you look at any other company that and it, and and it's not like they're just coming out with games where it's just like cut and paste. Yeah. These games that are coming out are like here's an entire world that we've built from the ground up with languages, with characters, with mm-hmm. backstory, with different with like insanely deep lore, like Yeah. It's just like I'm like, what did you guys do? Did you guys just write books in your spare time and then all of a sudden one day they go, "Well, I've been writing this book they called yeah. Bloodborne for like 10 years you guys want to make it finally they're like oh yeah let's do it and then they just just have the plano in front of them like i don't know how they do it over there but yeah yeah, and they're just they make they make great games just banger after banger yeah i oh yeah the fact that miyazaki said that he's heading up this new project too um gives me a lot of confidence i i feel like he has um such a standard for quality that he's not willing to compromise on and yes there's always going to be like quirky little bugs and stuff with their game um that are easily overlookable with how good the gameplay is um so if they can do that with a dope ass mech combat game i'm i'm into it oh i'm super stoked all right Corey, the question of the week this was submitted over on our discord which you can be a part of if you go to patreon.com slash dual screens and give us just one dollar a month uh comes from mike kirsch and he says what deserves to exist less the last of us remake or overwatch 2 i am gonna sit with overwatch 2 now this isn't just because i'm a big giant playstation fanboy um this is because people forget that when you look at the last of us the last of last of us was originally made on a ps3 and, yes, and then we had a immediately PS4 got remastered yeah, and, and really is playable got... right now on your ps5 yes 100 percent. 
but for me where the big thing comes in is it's the idea that now the question is is because it says remake that's the only reason if this said remastered ps5 remastered i would say overwatch uh, or that would be the the less exists less the idea that they say remake is where i am kind of going the route of if, if they do what they did with what what you know, I, I, I'm sure it's not going to get the same treatment that Square did with Final Fantasy VII, let's be honest. I mean, but there there we... have been leaks of some of, like, the side-by-side animation comparisons and stuff, and it yeah. looks good. Like, I'm I'm not going to come up here and, and poo-poo it and say that it doesn't look amazing. The fact I'm that it's in... I'm hoping they change some uh, of the story. They're not That's going to. That's my hope. No chance. I'm, what would they I'm change? Ho- well, see, here's my thing. I don't think they're going to change the i think if anything they're going to change is it's going to be whatever the close ending of what happened in the first one and part of two and i know that i i I want them to be able to like especially with two getting the kind of uh flack it did not like on the idea that a lot of people felt it could be it was rushed and it felt like you know it didn't really it was weird i think that if they were to do it because this is a two-part remake um i'm hoping that that's what they do they go through and they go okay well this didn't make this fans didn't no. like this let's no take a chance look at this. they're they're reusing uh, the no. same voice lines they're not re-recording voice or anything uh, there's okay, well then in, there's in no that, uh, chance that they change the story it's it's a graphic overhaul 100 percent. well this should be called the remaster then that's i mean yeah uh yeah. just just to be a contrarian i'm gonna say the last of us remake does not need to exist um i've already gone on this diatribe a couple of times but uh the fact that you can play the last of us remake in or on your ps5 right now yeah like it, it just doesn't need to exist but couldn't but, we say the same thing with overwatch 100 percent. i announced in, today in my soul the answer is Overwatch 2. To be you know, a contrarian, yeah. I'm gonna say The Last of Us. The, in all honesty, <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Uh, and me and Taylor will probably 100% agree with me. With the news that we got today, with Overwatch 2 basically just taking over Overwatch 1, and all they're doing is adding new not, maps and Not characters. basically, it is. It is. Overwatch okay, 1 is it, not going to exist anymore. It's yeah. just they're making it free and, to play. They're slapping a two on it, like. Yeah, and and with The Last of Us just being a full full remaster the way it is, Taylor will probably agree with me. Really, what should happen is both those the teams that work on this and have updated this and done this should have been doing something else. Oh yeah, kept Overwatch as it is. Didn't need to have a two beside it. Just make someone 100%. like they could have been doing this dlc the entire time they could have yeah. been making characters just do what smash brothers did and slow release characters slow release maps have met have it out do, every like i mean six month cycle blizzard like, blizzard is the king of this already like all yeah. of their games are super long running games as a service you yeah. know what i mean like they don't yeah. have to make a new game and reskin yeah. it uh, at the end of the day both of these are just like gross cash grabs 100 100 and that's where you know when they remastered the last of us for ps4 that was because they did that because there were so many people that came at the end of the ps3 era 
that never have had mm-hmm. like when ps4 was just coming out where there was all these people that bought into a ps4 because they had got a ps3 at some point but it never really played the last of us and that made sense for the ps4 version of it to come out but yeah to do this again with the ps5 you and, already have and the fact fans. that the ps3 version was not playable on current hardware 100%, because of the cell where, processor yeah and this made 100 percent sense to do that now if this yeah. is just a, a remaster like you say it is well then yes 100 percent both of us agree that the teams should have probably just done something yeah. else with their time i yeah. mean you know what uh, overwatch 2 they could have just called it like overwatch deluxe or something they didn't even have to put way. a title on it they could just yeah, say hey we're just, going free to play we're putting in a battle pass here's what we're doing like do what yeah. fall guys did exactly hey we're going free to play here's all the new stuff that's coming yep like you want to know what isn't going free to play though dual screens patreon patreon.com slash dual screens <laughs> that's a shitty way to put that uh for just one dollar a month you what's, can go what's not going free to play your comments unless you're in our discord <laughs> just kidding that is gonna please please go to youtube and put your free comments that don't you require you have any money hit up the youtube listen give us reviews on our podcast as well we want to see what you guys want us to do that is going to bring us to the end of Crossplay episode 116 fantastic episode you can follow me over on twitter at it's purger you can follow Corey at the grounded gamer double d no e uh and you can follow us as a whole at dual underscore screens and keep up with all of the content that's been coming out we've had a lot of great um articles going up on the site recently a lot of uh, early access previews reviews stuff like that a lot of great stuff coming to the youtube channel uh youtube's been awesome youtube.com slash dual screens tv make sure you guys are there subscribed and checking it out we've got some incredible developer interviews coming up um a lot of really fun gameplay footage that we've recorded that andy has practiced a thousand times before he uploads to youtube and of course all (laughs) of our podcasts um and as i mentioned before we're not free to play you have to support us over on patreon.com slash dual screens for just one dollar you can get access to our patron exclusive discord um at higher tiers you get access to the pre-show our monthly game night hangout and so much more and of course if you want to be super generous you can be like our patreon producers fnh paul and colton the apprentice nestler that make these show shows possible thank you so much we'll catch you guys next time bye goodbye